0: Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. Well, it would have been, couldn't
2: been worse than you would ever know. On the only dashboard and
1: melty we still have the radio. Now for the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tucell oh, sure and Coulter Nuanes. It's interesting, Coulter, because you sit here and you go, uh, okay, this is not merely a postponement for the SWAC. This is a reconvening of this in the spring. That's when the SWAC wants to play football. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. If t- some teams are playing fall ball, some teams are playing spring ball, I don't know what it means. So I don't know how it's going to go. It's 2 tell Nuwana's, two ninety ESPN Radio. If you missed anything in the first hour of the show, particularly our conversation with Greg Medea, uh, who covers, He's a beat writer covering James Madison, who is attempting to put together a independent schedule and play fall football. Uh, check it out on the podcast. See Tell New this podcast available wherever you get your podcast. You can listen all the time, anytime, on your favorite podcasting platforms, thanks to Blackfoot and Alpine Touch. Uh, if you would like to call us, you can do that, 361-3688. All guests join us via the Rangers Brothers RV phone line, and you can listen live... Live on the stream. The stream is available anytime, all the time. And this show from 4 to 6 Mountain is there. 1029ESPN.com. The stream is available thanks to Opportunity Bank. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. We're going to get into our big text news. It's good. Okay. But this is breaking the SWAC, canceling fall sports altogether. Are they moving all the sports to the spring? All Is that sport, what it yeah, looks all like? All sports to the spring. I mean, how, how, how do you like to have every sport that you have at a university happening at the same time? I mean, there, there are going to be some facilities fights going on, well, so seems to me, in the swack.
0: Here's, here's two um, here's two factors that we haven't touched on whatsoever, and they, they are directly impactful to us and our colleagues Several Power Five schools, including Vanderbilt, have completely cut their athletic department, sports information departments, and absorbed them through into the, the university's media relations. Now, Vanderbilt has uh, a giant media relations department for its institution. It's a premier private school. But it's symbolic for what could happen. Imagine being a sports information director and trying to have some semblance of sanity while running track meets and football games. It is, yeah. they inhabit it. But the budgets aren't getting bigger. They're not hiring more people. That's right. And that's, it's going to be crazy in newsrooms too. I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, as, as a guy who was, was a sports editor of a newspaper and I used to have seven guys working underneath me at the Bozeman Daily Chronicle back when it still was a daily. It, I can't imagine trying to figure out the logistics of what to cover Who's to, how to send who, where, how do you get it in? But then now there's no sports staff in the state of Montana. There's like not even a staff of seven combined with all the guys, all the cuts we've seen across newsrooms. Totally. So I don't know how you get the coverage in. And it, it's just going to be a gigantic headache when we get to that point. I still think, and I know you and I are not on the same page when it comes to uh, if this is a singular occurrence or if this is going to be something that has ramifications for a long time, depending on if and when the season gets moved to the spring or what happens if teams go independent but I want to play a little game with you real quick okay this is just straight up off the top of your head everything is if the Big Sky Conference makes a similar decision as the Colonial Athletic Association and says we are not having a, a Big Sky season this fall but schools can explore playing independently yeah let's go through them real quick will Cal Poly play no will Eastern Washington play that's the hardest one, right? I don't know. Yeah. That's the hardest one. Very hard. Idaho? Yeah. I, I think Idaho would like as they well. Will. I think Idaho would as well. Especially because they have a, a money game on their schedule still against at Temple that hasn't been canceled yet. Uh-huh. They did get their Washington State money game canceled. They did get their Western Oregon home opener canceled. So right now, Idaho's scheduled. They do not have a home game until October 12th. That's a blessing in a disguise. It's going to be hard to gain any momentum early in the season, but now you have an extra month and a half to figure out what's going on on your campus in terms of hosting games. Mm -hmm. So it could be a double-edged sword, but it could be a little bit of a a sneaky advantage. Idaho State.
1: Yeah. I mean, if they can, I think they would. Montana, Montana say we think we'll both explore it, right? Northern Arizona?
0: No idea. I say no. I don't think it's important enough to the campus community, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Northern Colorado? No. Portland State. Now, here's where Portland State has a little silver lining. They have a lot of silver linings. They already took a bus all around the freaking country. They I mean, know how to do it. Bruce Barnum does not care about anything. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, me, in terms of like there's no hurdle high enough that Bruce Barnum can't get over. I mean, they are, figuratively speaking. I mean, they they
0: made the playoffs in a year where they didn't get on a plane.
1: So, I think that they, you know, Let's put it like this: They've dealt with a lot more of uh, of this weird institutional adversity than anybody else, and they know how. And they got the right guy there to try and navigate through that, if it's possible to be navigated through. Okay, that's all I'm saying about Portland State. I, I totally agree. Sac State? I mean, probably not. You know, I, I think I think California schools are in their own in their own. Psh, Edifice, or however you want to talk about it, and I think they're all out if it if it happens that way. So yeah, so Davis as well. Okay. D- Davis, Cal Poly, yeah, yep. Southern Utah, no, Weber State. I think Weber State's in. Weber State's in that
0: really precarious situation where they are the three-time defending Big Sky champions. They did go to the Final Four of the FCS playoffs last year. They still have only drawn 10,000 fans maybe twice during this great run. And so the the, the way that they keep it, though, is they're competitive enough that the Utah schools will play
1: them always. They always play money games against the Utah we schools. We did a version of this, though, last week. I mean, it's, it's sort of the same thing. And it's this, man. If it goes fully independent, if you get both the montana schools both the idaho schools maybe eastern maybe portland weber state yes all to do it you're at seven that's seven schools that's six right. games that you that you can just play with each you know against each other which by the way you know is is coming up on what a, already a big sky schedule looks like anyway you know i i don't know maybe you do a couple home and homes maybe you know i i've haven't really been for this and i'm not saying i'm for this now but a home and home cat Grizz you know is it, it, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility and I don't think I would hate it necessarily either you know I I, I you know I don't know yeah it, it just it's just all about I I think that there's this
0: this definitive uh, we need we need we need to get one of the athletic directors on the phone because it's by understanding, that you can't just run foot, you can't just operate football games as trying to mitigate what's already in net loss because it's just going to cost you way more money than your budget can incur. Yeah. I think that there's a a drop dead number for how few fans you can have in the stadiums to ha- to have football games. It's like we talked about. Idaho The Kibbe Dome at the University of Idaho holds 16,000 fans. Mm -hmm. They are the only school in the league that's made an announcement what their maximum number of fans are. They said 5,100 fans. Mm -hmm. That is so much different that it's a little bit less than one-third of the capacity of the stadium, but it's only 1,200 fans less than what they averaged a year ago. So that's kind of where the budget is. The budget is made to equal or slightly surpass what you had the year previous. When you're making the budget for 25000 plus like you are at Montana, you can't afford then to sacrifice half of that budget if that there is a chance to delay and recoup
1: most if not all of it you know and that and that makes sense to me there's also a point at which if you have no fans in the stadium you also have no costs associated not none but a much lower cost associated with having a game i mean sure you don't need uh you know sit here and go you, you know have ticket takers you know who who are on staff parking attendants Police, you know, officer. You have a couple on the state on the on the you know uh, on the field. Right. You know, always you would have some security like that. But there's you know concessions. You lose the concession revenue, but you don't pay the concessioneers either. Sure, you know, sure, and sure. so obviously it's a loss. Yes, but um, you know what. I'm I'm just looking at different ways in which the loss might be mitigated uh, at some level. It's two telling the one is one or two nine ESPN radio. Uh, the other thing is we just went through the Big Sky, but I actually think that the Big Sky
0: has a better chance of playing. Some schools in the Big Sky have a better chance of playing than most other conferences in the country because of where the schools are located. And Right now, in terms of coronavirus infection numbers, although. The rural Western states have seen some of the highest percentage jumps, mostly coming from tourists coming to the state. They're still so low compared to the big metropolitan areas on the coast. But to me, it's not about the big sky teams that are going to play because the conference, I expect to not have a conference schedule. I think they're going to play a schedule of availability. But it's about finding enough teams to have a playoff. Yeah. Right. It's about having enough teams nationally. So if you only got two from one of the power five, power three leagues in the CAA playing, then you're going to need at least half, if not more, of the Big Sky and the Missouri Valley to buckle up. That yeah. said, I do think that North Dakota and South Dakota, both those states, all four of those schools, I expect to almost for sure
1: be playing. And that's what I'm saying. Like The, the, the fact that the Missouri Valley is where it is and the Big yeah. Sky is where it is, helps those conferences considerably. It's two telling the one is one oh two nine ESPN radio.
3: At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more.
1: We've been teasing this thing. I said I would do it at the top of the hour. We're almost to the bottom of the hour, but we're going to do it anyway, okay? Huge breakthrough here. And Tommy, uh, you know, as always, great job. Uh, We don't have our TVs in here yet. We don't have speakers, but here's what you can do. This is is tremendous. You know you can call us, 361-3688, okay? That's an audio line. That's your voice coming out to the masses over the radio. But you have somehow, Tommy put together in all your infinite tech wisdom there, the ability to use that exact same number to text us. three six one three six eight eight. Anybody out there right now, you can start firing texts through. And I expect this to be an absolute bleep show. Because
2: <laughs> all
1: of the people that want to fire their darts, that are not willing to come on and say who they are, can through The anonymousness of a phone number, just say, hey, you morons, how about this? And it comes through, and it's a text, and it goes right to you on the board. Is that right? right.
2: Well, I mean, it it will ultimately go right to you guys. You can interact with folks. What's really fun about this new text line is it's retroactive. So folks who have tried to text historically prior to us having textual capabilities on mm-hmm. this line, have all come through. And I'd like to tell That's you... That's amazing that people have texted that line before ever at all. I would never text. This one person is quite adamant. John from Helena has texted three times. Okay. And on June 22nd, Hi John, John uh, from Helena texted in and said this, tell Colter to start acting like an adult and wear his hat properly. <laughs> He's losing credibility by acting like a skater. text in from unknown number says love you guys thanks for keeping the spirit of sports alive go cubs text in from 509 uh area code here says test so this is this is like we are on a great man
1: well test it test it out so 406 361-3688. 3613688 by the way there was conversation early on when we first moved into the new building that this was going to be a temporary number it has now become a permanent number uh, we're happy to no, say
2: no it's not permanent, permanent i haven't number. gotten
1: around to getting your other number permanent number 3613688 you text it in uh, you can text anything about Coulter's fire truck red shirt with a few i don't know a half dozen stains on it less than normal it's cuz i haven't washed it yet it's new <coughs> Okay. I need help. Okay.
0: <laughs> I buy these no. nice, fancy shirts, and then if I wash them once, they don't fit anymore, so I just try to delay, but then all of a sudden I wear a shirt that has a stain, and I need help.
2: Steve from Helena says, hello, and he loves your text line. Great. Great. Thanks, well, I'm Steve.
1: I'm excited to uh, see how this text <laughs> line goes. I think people are far more uh, uh, prepared to send off a quick text and sit there and, you know, Get on on the deal and start talking to us. But you're welcome to call anytime. Uh, but you're also now welcome to text anytime. Three six one three six eight eight. And uh, and the best of the bunch or the worst of the bunch will make it uh, into our uh, in our l- little world here. Stu Tellingen is one ESPN Radio. Coulter, we had we were going to talk about uh, Kent Haslam's letter that he had uh, sent out. I don't know. We, we touched on this on Friday, so I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but we don't have a lot of time left right now, so maybe it's a good time just to go through kind of the essence of, of what it was that he was sending out, which was was a bit of an update, first of all, in terms of where the university was at. This is as of the end of last week uh, uh, as it pertains to football, but also about season tickets and the importance that season tickets are as you know f- to, to keep the, you know, the the football team specifically financially viable uh, going into the future and the different ways in which that has helped and can continue to help and different options that people have with what is yet still a very much an unknown as it pertains to football this season. I mean this is the most definitive
0: and tangible thing that's actually happened to the Montana Grizzlies schedule this year. And right. that's impactful because we can speculate all we want, but this is an official cancellation. And it puts Montana in a tough spot because...
1: Tell people what the cancellation is. The cancellation is too, is, is,
0: is, is Central Washington, yep. uh, Division II power out of Ellensburg, where I actually used to work and, and live. Uh, the Great Northwest Athletic Conference canceled all their fall sports uh, cross-member institutions last week. So that's going to cost several Big Sky teams games because the GNAC is a pretty good D2 league and a lot of those teams, Western Oregon, for example, Humboldt State, Simon Frazier, they often play Big Sky teams in the non-conference. But this is a game where Montana had it on the schedule to have a home game on the schedule because they're going to then go across the country to Missouri State to play Bobby Petrino's new team in their second game and they come back and play Morehead State before Big Sky Conference play gets uh, opened up. Uh, not as thrilling of a non-conference as Montana has played in recent years. Right. But you schedule those games so you can make money at the gate, first and foremost. And you know, to me, one thing that that Bobby Houck, his teams, Coach Houck has always played, when he thinks he has a really good team, he loves the concept of momentum within the scope of a season. Some of the teams that were his best teams his first tenure here, Played some of the actually the least challenging non conference schedules because Coach Houck wanted you going into, you know, at Weber State October 30th on a nine game winning streak. Mm -hmm. He wanted you to be undefeated and have that number one next to your name in the polls. And I think that they were making a run out of districts. I think that they, I think internally, Montana thinks they're going to be pretty dang good. Yep. And, uh, so this is a bummer because it puts Montana to a hard place. They need that home game for the revenue. Who knows what the situation is going to be like on September 5th. But replacing that, it's going to cost them probably a lot more money than what they guarantee they were going to have to play Central Washington. And then what's the situation? Like on September 5th, how many people can you get in the stadium? So uh, to me, this letter from Ken Haslam was you know kind of a definitive announcement, certainly. Um, but also I thought reaching out to just continue to engender Uh, goodwill amongst the the grizz fan base and say hey we we need you to help us no matter what's going to happen we need you to continue to invest in our football program buy your season tickets keep your season tickets and we'll figure it out afterwards um but i don't know i I think it's a it's it's a double-edged sword right because montana state already lost their game with utah that was a six hundred seventy five thousand dollar guarantee that's just money in the bank right you don't really ever know how much money you're going to make off a home game at Montana, but the tradition has been so great that almost always you are going to make a good chunk of change. But it's it's hard to, to delineate and decide which program lost more by having this one game canceled so far. That said, I will say that the Bobcats were going to use some of that money for their other two home games to buy them. And, and now losing a home game, where do you make up that money without a money game on the schedule? I think that's going to be one of the big challenges for Montana if they do want to make it up, or maybe they just let it be. And that's the other factor here. I, I've seen a lot of uh, scuttle on Twitter about some of the Power Five um, fan bases tweeting about, you know, hey, our, our opener against Cupcake U got canceled, so we just have an extra week of fall camp. We got two extra weeks. That could be to the advantage of Montana. If we get back to normal, if they do, say, open the season September 12th at Missouri State, they're going to get an extra week of preparation. But I don't think because – that's the other question I want answered is – does it delay the amount of time you can start fall camp? Because Montana is slated to start fall camp on August third because they're supposed to open September fifth. Yeah, do they have to push that back now a right. week, or do they get an extra week? Can they treat? Can they basically treat week one as a extra buy? Now it could be something that helps accelerate their development as a team. But that again, that's all based on if and when they do play games in the fall. Uh,
1: this is this is this is bad for Montana in this respect. I always feel in college football. That one of the scariest weeks for any college football program is Week One, because you haven't played yet. There's no preseason. There's no getting in and actually doing it live the way you do it on a game until the games matter. So even though Central Washington is a good football team, it's still you know a very much an expected win at home against a Division Two opponent. Now you got to go on the road to the Bobby Petrino coached. You know, Missouri State team, that is a much harder opener to have. Uh, It's 2 telling one is 1029 ESPN Radio. You want to try out this text line? Let's do it. Jack from Butte has texted in. Question, okay. Does Oregon State transfer Omar Hicks Onu have one season of eligibility remaining with the Grizz or two? I believe, in fact, he got an extra one granted and has three. He is a sophomore in terms of eligibility. I believe this is correct. We'll have to confirm that uh, for Omar Hicks-Onu. Great question. Jack from Butte. And excellent use of the text line to get in here on this. Again, 361-3688. You can text us or call us on that number.
0: I believe, actually, both Oregon State transfers got an extra year, but I yeah. think that then makes Omar Hicks-Onu a redshirt junior. So he's a
1: junior. And then Trajan Cotton is sophomore. now a redshirt sophomore. Great. Yep. Very good. Uh, Let's take a break
0: because speaking of transfers and speaking of Grizz Football, got some breaking Grizz Football news for you on the other side. Ooh,
1: tantalizing. All right. Boys and girls, the second annual Smoke on the Water presents Fire in the Hole. It's a nine-hole golf scramble. It's Saturday, this it coming Saturday, July 25th at the Linda Vista Golf Course. Registration starts at 1. The Shotgun Start is at 2. It's going to go all afternoon and into the evening. There's going to be dinner there after the round from the Miller Creek Cafe, catered by them. Go to CigarsOnTheWater.com That's CigarsOnTheWater.com You can check out all the auction items that they're going to have. A bunch of stuff for both a live and silent auction. You're going to win all kinds of stuff. It's 120 going to be an absolute blast. There's going to be drinks available from the Rhino. There's an after party at the Rhino. So that'll be a good time as well. Again, cigarsonthewater.com. Fire in the hole. It is their second annual event. It's this Saturday, July 25th. Partial proceeds from the event are going to be donated to the Western Montana Shrine Club. So go on, check out all the different auction items. See what's going on. Get a team together. Cigarsonthewater.com this Saturday at the Linda Vista Golf Course. during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf and nobody better than western birch to get your round started right Give Western Birch the opportunity to show you what they're talking about. Email and ask for Chad at info at westernbirch.com, info at westernbirch.com, or follow on Instagram and Facebook, westernbirch.com. This edition of center brought to us by our good friend Aaron Pignano. Exit Realty in Missoula doesn't get better than Aaron Pignano if you're looking for a realtor. Realtor?
2: Realtor. Realtor, you got it. Yeah. Why are you having such a problem with the mic buttons, man? <laughs> what's What's going on in this room? It's Monday. You know, here's the thing. I try to protect the people from
1: this, <coughs> oh, <yeah. Here> we <coughs> go. which we get regularly. And oh, so no. the occasional inadvertent mute is better than that. So that's what I'm trying to do. It's 2Tel and Nuwana's 1029 ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television. And now, yes, boys and girls, we've gotten real Montana about this thing. You can text us. Just text it in. 361-3688. Area code 406. 361-3688. You can call on that line. You can text that line. It is a thing of beauty. Uh, Coulter, we're going to get to a couple of your texts, by the way, uh, which are coming in fast and furious. Outstanding work by all of you. Uh, Coulter, you uh, left us, though, with a cliffhanger. Great radio tease by you on the out there. Grizz football news, roster news. What do you got for us?
0: Uh, Justin Belknap, a 6'3", 245-pound linebacker, formerly of the University of Arizona, is a graduate transfer who will join Montana. That's officially from the athletic department. This is not a Twitter or waiting on this. This is paperwork is in. This is from sports information director Eric Tabor. Uh, so that's a uh, it's an interesting addition. We were
1: aware of Justin Belknap's attempt or desire to maybe come in, but this is now the official uh, news that uh, that this has happened and he is in the program for the University of Montana.
0: Yep. So this is a guy that they list him as a linebacker, but uh, I think he'll probably play uh, like that stand-up outside linebacker that they have in their in their defense mm-hmm. because he played primarily defensive end at the University of Arizona, but he's a guy that. Uh, Started 11 games in 2017 after being a walk-on, and then he started the first two games in 2018 and then missed the remainder of the season with a broken foot and then really had a hard time breaking back into the lineup. But he has been awarded his medical redshirt, which then – Makes him so that he's eligible now this upcoming season if, in fact, there is one.
1: Well, whenever there's one, he'll be eligible for it. Um, All right, Tommy, uh, the new text line, it's uh, working like a dream. Go ahead, fill us in. What do we got? A couple new texts.
2: We've got a text in that says, Tell Gus you're not allowed to be a Cubs fan and a Packer fan. Hmm.
1: I am crossing a pretty important border there. Uh, I understand that, but you know what? I am allowed because I'm in Montana, and I don't border a state that even has I'm, I'm not a state with a border that has a professional team. So you get to pick and choose. I can be a Cubs fan and a Packer fan, and I am.
2: Wow! All righty then. Well, uh, Mike texts in up. and he says, "Love the show. Being from New England, you need more Tucker. Go Pats." <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm out later this
0: week, so maybe Tucker can come hey, and sit in the listen, seat. Listen, man,
2: we got, we got. So
1: there is no sh- show west of the Mississippi that was more New England he- heavy, whether it was Patriots or whether it was Dartmouth or whatever it was, <laughs> than the Tutel and Tucker show. Okay, I oh, mean, yeah, they, was- my goodness gracious, but all eleven people with ties to New England that are in Western Montana, you know, love this show. It's the, better
0: the, now. The number one podcast <laughs> I listen, The number one podcast I listen to, and one of my heroes in uh, the in the sports journalism industry period is Bill Simmons. I've I've basically stolen every good idea I've ever had from Bill Simmons. You and everybody else. But if I if I was back before I was a co host of the show, I was just a correspondent, as you'd say. Yes. The amount of New England Patriots and Boston Bruins and Boston Celtics stuff, I got shoved down my throat from having to listen to Tucker but also listen to Bill Simmons because Bill Simmons does 30 minutes of, of Boston no matter what. It doesn't It doesn't matter. Cam Newton coming to the Patriots. Okay, that's about New England. But if it's uh, about the NBA bubble in Orlando, you're still going to get 20 minutes worth of Celtics. You're still going to get 20 minutes worth of Patriots. So I can't believe how much I know about Boston sports just because of the guys that we worked with or the guys I've looked up to. Well,
1: what are you going to do? What do you think about Cam in New England? No. I don't want to talk about that right now. It's two telling new one. It's one ESPN radio. We're going to take a break. Here's what we're going to talk about. Piping in sound to professional sporting events. Okay. I've heard a lot of talk about this over the weekend. I haven't heard the right take on this yet. I will give it to you next.
3: At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more.
1: Welcome back, Tito Nuana's one o two nine ESPN Radio. What are you, are you piping in fan sounds? I think it's a lonely boy. Yeah, it's good. That's uh that's it's excellent work by Tommy on the ones and twos. Uh, happy to be with all of you. Happy Monday! It is is it Monday today,
0: dude? You always ask me. I have no idea, man. I no. didn't golf this weekend, so now I have no um, ability to even gauge any form of. Believe
1: time. me, that is that is not why you can't figure out what day it is uh we are uh, happy to be with you <laughs> well tell me why i can't because i've never oh, been able to figure it out. i am well aware why i saw pictures of why <laughs> uh if you would like to uh, track us down on twitter you can at gustutel at 1029 espn those are uh, your uh, relevant oh and at skyline sports mt twitter handles if you missed anything in the show the podcast that's where you do it the podcast it's so online everywhere you get your podcasts, all your favorite podcasting platforms. Podcasts available thanks to Blackfoot and Alpine Touch, uh, Coulter. On the national scale, this we've done a lot of local stuff. It's great. Uh, by the way, uh, we will mention this, and we may talk to him a, a, as well uh, a little later on. But it's absolutely worth uh, noting. Jason Alvin, Jason Alvin, who has uh, been the play-by-play voice for the Montana State women's basketball team and the color commentator for the football team, is also involved in ops over Montana State. is uh, is moving on. He's uh, got a, a new uh, gig. Sounds like coming up, and is uh, leave Montana State. He's been there for quite a number of years. I think five, five years. years yep. uh, uh, since uh, 2016, he's been there. So uh, he's been on this show uh, a number of times as well, and uh, we wish him the best. Uh, a, a, a nice guy, a professional colleague of, of ours, and uh, and somebody who we think well about, and wish certainly the best, and maybe have a chance to get on before he's uh, you know officially hung it up. with the announcement coming on t- t- today uh, that he is uh, uh, moving uh, out of Montana State, and so we uh, we uh, mention that and think of him and uh, and wish him the best going forward. Uh, Coulter, on the national thing, we wanted to maybe talk a little bit about John Rahm. I don't want to spend a ton of time on it, but we can circle back to it if we don't have time. But he did win uh, the uh, the memorial going away despite being assessed a two-stroke penalty on what was the best shot of the entire round. It was the absolute kicker. Uh, but uh, he won by three even with the assessed penalty, really dominated the memorial, and is now the new World number one golfer, and I'm very happy about this because I like John Rom. You hate John Rom, you love Bryson DeChambe, and I <laughs> do not. So, we both have some guy that we like and some guy that we don't. We'll go back to that, but the conversation all over uh, sports. Uh, talk this weekend was about the piped in sound because we finally had a little baseball on television, baseball on some of the regional networks, on the radios around the country as some of these exhibition games were being played. I know that the Yankees and the Mets played an inner, you know, city game, the uh the the the, the White Sox and the Cubs played, uh, you know, north side versus south side uh in this. And so they have been experimenting with this piping in the sound. Now this is not new to this here. When when the international soccer leagues, the European leagues, returned, probably what six six weeks, four or six weeks ago. Yep, I watched the first couple of games on it, and it was just no, there was nothing. And then within a week, there was the crowd noise, and some of them with even like the chance of the home. You know, fans, they have the songs that they do and that sort of thing in, in, in international soccer that were being played and, you know, was sort of adding to the ambiance of it. I thought in the context of a soccer game, I thought it, it kind of worked. I kind of liked it because in a soccer game and there is, you know, obviously it gets loud when there's a goal scored or something happens like that, but there's no... It's constant, right? There's always a song going. There's always these chants going. There's the 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 the, the consistent hum, if not outright, you know you, you know cheering, screaming, whatever it is, seeing of 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 the crowds. So I thought it worked. I've heard a lot of people, a lot of different levels. Whether they like this, whether they don't like this, whether it makes sense, whether it's distracting. Are they going to be able to have you know a double play sound like a double play from a from a fan soundtrack being in here? A single sound like a single, as opposed to a triple sounding like a triple. Obviously, home run strikeout, all that kind of stuff for baseball. I don't know what the answer is. I don't. I don't know if I like it or don't like it. It's, I'm fairly indifferent to it if you know whatever it is. Here's the thing though, okay? It is there not to entertain you. If it does, great. If you don't like it, no one no one that's putting this together, a.k.a. the owners, cares. This is explicitly and only a background noise audio cover for the actual sounds that are happening over the course of a professional sporting event, many of which are of the unsavory sort that the league and the owners do not want to have a controversy on their hands when player A says to player B, you can go, Dot, dot, dot. Okay? Yeah! And that's exactly right. Thank you, Lil. John? Or Wayne? John. Uh, thank <laughs> you. Uh, in any case, it could... You know, you never know. You never know uh, who it could have been. It could have been Stephen McCartney. Uh, in any case... <laughs> That is the reason why we're going to have sound, man. It it is only to, like, everybody's like, hey, man, if you don't have sound, you can hear what the players are saying. Yes, that's the problem. That's why you're getting this. That's why it's being brought in because they don't want to have anything to do with us, the fans, or anybody else hearing all the normal stuff. I mean, they get enough flack after an NHL Stanley Cup, Cup gets handed out and the cameras are on the ice and it catches, you know, an F-bomb or two that goes out over the air and all the onslaught of, you know, what are you doing? How could this be out there and so forth and so on? Can you imagine when the actual nitty-gritty conversations are being taken place on a basketball court, on a baseball diamond, and probably less in baseball, right? I get into the nature of the game and so forth, but don't think that they're not there. And even funny joke, you know, guys say things that are off-color to one another all the time, As a matter of jest or maybe getting in the guy's head, it's not always just about being angry. But if that goes out, (laughs) rut row, you know? So that's why you're getting the sound. That's why. It's true. I'm interested to see what
0: the NBA looks like because Alvin Gentry made a comment the other day saying uh, it's it's actually a pleasant surprise. Fans will think it's very cool. The only thing that's different about the... um, I guess baseball has this element as well. The sound during actual play. I mean the NBA plays music. Yeah, charge. Right, right. But then baseball does that too with the Oregon players at some of the old yeah, school so, stadiums. Yeah, so,
1: so I mean you get it at times. I always thought... the NBA started recently. Yeah, 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 the Oregon. Yeah, sure. The NBA started doing what you said where there's always music playing right. during the game that's going on. I hate that. I I oh, it bothered me. I've I got a little used to it, but I'm like, come on.
0: like, yeah. But it, it's why it's, I mean, it's the greatest initiative that's ever been put forth by a pro sports commissioner and his cabinet is the NBA is fantastic. That's what, I mean, David Stern made it an appealing event for families across the country. And that's where the NBA went from, you know, being shown on tape delay. The NBA finals used to be shown on tape delay in the middle of the night to being, in, you know, probably the, big, the biggest global sport.
1: Yeah, well, with, soccer. T-
0: with right, but I mean with the NBA's influence in China, the it, professional basketball is right there, man. It's yeah. it's right there. So, I I'm, I'm interested to see how this all sounds and looks and what the presentation is like and and all of it cuz it it is it's going to be funny. Now,
1: Thursday is is, you know, is the day. It's opening day of the Major League Baseball season. I you have spent a lot of time doing some self-assessment about you were falling out of love with baseball in general. Okay? No question. I'm not here so much to ask you about baseball in general. Mm-hmm. I'm here to ask you about professional sports and not golf and not soccer and not NASCAR, yep. but one of the pillars of sport in the United States, which is Major League Baseball professionally returning, not as baseball, but as professional athletics, Is there, is there, as we get closer to this, have you hit any sort of, hey, like amidst all that's going on, this is happening and I am excited about this. No. Man, you are cold.
0: I'm hosting, I'm probably going to host some people at my house for when the NBA comes back. But I, I, I wrote in the sports center this morning that baseball is coming back on Thursday. That was the first time I even knew that that was occurring. And the last time I thought about it.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I can't wait. And I think you are in the minority on Oh, them. I am, for sure. Uh, because, it, and and none of these are my teams. I don't care particularly about any of these, these games as such. But I am looking forward to having, first of all, the thing that's supposed to be happening in the summer just happening and available, that when I go home, I can turn the thing on and it's just there. As our friend Robert Chase says, baseball is always just my friend. It's just <laughs> there, just hanging out with me all summer long. And and there's a lot of truth to that. Am I going to sit down and binge watch six hours of baseball on, on Thursday night because I can? No, no. But I will check it out. I'll see what's going on. I'll look forward to watching Mookie Betts and, Best and Dodger Blue and, and have, uh, you know, An idea of what this thing looks like, you know, of what the masks look like if there are such... I mean, there's certainly going to be people in the stadium that have them, players on the bench, whatever it might be. I don't know. What the sound's going to be like, what the game looks like. I think there's a lot of intrigue to me and also just the competition of, uh, you know, professional athletics. And by the way, we're still only like 10 days away, right, from the start of the NBA, restart of the NBA season. So, you know, there's... There's some things that are happening on the good side of the ledger as well. Who's the Yanks got on the bump for the opener? I think Garrett Cole, I would think. Right. And who
0: who the Nats going to roll out
1: there Well, Scherzer. I mean, See, I, 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 might, I, haven't, I haven't looked officially, but I imagine that it would be Scherzer I'm, and Cole. I might watch it because of that. Then you got Kershaw, who you would assume would be going for the Dodgers. I don't know who the Giants would would bring out there. Is Tim Litzicum still doing it? It's Garrett, <laughs> slating
0: slated opening day starters Garrett Cole versus Max Scherzer. You're correct. Uh-huh. Johnny Cueto, who I had no idea was still in the league, shows you how much I'm paying attention Is to. Is he the going for the Giants? For the Giants, for the Giants Cueto, versus Clayton huh? Kershaw,
1: yep. okay. Cueto, a one time Cub. Thank you very much, uh, John Rahm, Quick pivot. Why not? He is the world's number one golfer. He uh, was so much better than everybody else. It was unbelievable. He was up by like nine strokes or seven strokes at the turn. Came down to like three. Ended up being only three. Although it, it we thought it was five at the time. Why do you hate John Rahm, dude?
0: <laughs> oh man, a lot of different reasons. What? Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, we're going to talk more about what the state of golf because I think there's so many good young guys, but none that have been able to take, like, seize the that lead role as the guy in the PGA Tour, the Tiger Woods, or even, you know, I mean, even Phil Mickelson was that guy for a minute. No, he wasn't. Cause no, I, he wasn't. We'll get into it tomorrow. In Montana news, Jake Hedge wins the Montana State Am.
1: Pretty cool story, actually. How is the state am at the Yellowstone Club? Hook it up. I'm, I'm an am. Let me go play. <laughs> what do you got to do to be? It's can, not at the Yellowstone. Am Club I so there. bad I can't even get amateur status? It's, it's at the Yellowstone Country
0: Club, which is in Billings. It's not at the Yellowstone oh, Club.
1: Well, never mind. I'll just keep going then. Boys and girls, two tail niegandas. Enjoy the text line. We'll see you tomorrow on ESPN Radio.